Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at K.com slash TrueFans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with Kay. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm this, 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 the, the real deal. And you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go. Hey, what is up? Bills Mafia. Welcome in to another episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with the charity on top. This is going to be the week 15 phase report. Victory for the Buffalo Bills. We know we needed it. They know they needed it. The Colts did their thing. The Bills went out and did their thing. It wasn't pretty at all times. Uh, the scoreboard makes it look like it was pretty dominant, um, which it wasn't really um, necessarily dominant, but it was very much what the game plan against New England could look like and what should have looked like in the last game. The only difference here was we scored touchdowns. When we got in the red zone, we scored touchdowns. The offense performed in closed out drives to get touchdowns. That was the main difference in this game compared to the game against New England. Because this Carolina defense is legit. Yes, their record's not that great, but you saw what their offense can do on the other side of the ball. This is a good defense. You heard Josh Allen talk about it in the post game. They're fast. They brought pressure. Oh, and on top of that, we had to move our right tackle over to the left tackle, which he's done before, but never at the NFL level. And it showed a little bit in that game. Um, had a rough outing, but I like his energy. 
And it's nice to know that he could be over there and potentially be a long-term answer there um, as we're moving forward in the future. Either way, the big point of this was the Buffalo Bills are eight and six. New England, nine and four. Big showdown this weekend. But before we get into all that, we are going to talk about what was a good football game. We talked about it in the pregame, you know, the preview show last week, if you guys caught that, where we needed a three-phase performance. We needed all three units to kind of come together and give us something good to work with. And this is the closest thing we've seen to a three-phase performance in some time. It wasn't great by any means by the offense. I mean, they weren't huge numbers. Um, we had a lot of penalties again, eight penalties in this game. Third down conversions were under 50%. Um, you know, we only averaged 4.8 yards per play, but we won. But it wasn't that great. So let's start there. I mean, there was at times where Spencer Brown really struggled in this game, um, you know, but what do you expect? He's a rookie. He's been playing right tackle, you know, the day of, oh, hey, by, what, by the way, we need you to go over to left now and play left tackle against a very good defensive front who's been giving teams fits all year long. So the offensive line immediately to me, they stepped up in this game and they performed nicely, especially when we came out and we did what I said that I wanted us to do. Don't be scared to pass on this team, even though they're very good at it. And we came out and we passed on them. We passed on them. We passed on them for mediocre success. 22 carries later, Devin Singletary has 86 yards and a touchdown, and he was running hard. He was falling forward, and the offensive line was getting some push. This, again, kind of felt like how we talked about coming out of Tampa Bay, that the offense might have found their identity. The quick passing game, a lot of guys involved. Cole Beasley was involved. Gabe Davis emerges yet again um, and performs at a very high level for this offense. Dawson Knox continues to be successful. And he was a nice outlet in this game, a missed opportunity on probably a touchdown and a couple other big plays. But the offense performed at a level that was good. I mean, it wasn't, you know, all worldly. I mean, if you're looking at the total numbers here, I mean, Josh Allen had a 210 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. I mean, that's good. We'll take that. We rushed for over 100 yards. We'll take that. That's what this his team is supposed to be able to do. But the key in the kicker, again, was the touchdowns. Four touchdowns scored. We have not been scoring touchdowns in the red zone and finishing drives. Tyler Bass had to kick only one field goal in this game. That's what we're talking about. This offense performed the way that it needs to perform this week and moving forward efficient, just get things done. That's what it should be all about for this offense at this point in time. And they did that, but it was very nice to see that this offense could step up. The offensive line stepped up and made changes yet again. And I got to say for a guy that's been, been hit real hard this year and he's been on the bench, Cody Ford played a good game. He, he did more than I've seen him do in any other game this season against a good opponent. So kudos go to him. Um, I would almost like to give him the game ball for the offense just because he's been struggling so badly. 
But to me, this is a tough one because Gabe Davis just had such a great game. I mean, the two touchdowns, but you almost felt like that was going to take place with Emmanuel Sanders not being in the lineup. And for those that people that look at kind of numbers, every game that he'd played over, I believe it was 50% of the snaps this season, he'd either gone over 100 yards or he'd scored a touchdown. Well, in this game, he scored two touchdowns. He had 85 yards. But basically, when he's on the field, he's successful. So, yes, was it nice to see? Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think that it was something that was a surprise. Now, what was a little bit of a surprise was the 22 carries for Devin Singletary, and he performed well. He took the three yards when he could get three yards, and he turned two yards into five yards. He had good running plays. He got outside on the edge a couple times. It looked good. He looked good. So Singletary gets the game ball for me on this one. Uh, even though Allen had a nice game, Diggs performed well. I mean, the, all around, like we talked about at the top, the performance by the team was good. On the off, But the offensive side of the ball performed at a good level. Everybody kind of pitched in, did their thing. Isaiah McKenzie's role being woven back into the offense has been nice. Um, he's obviously going to see a bigger role now because of Cole Beasley going out this week. Um, and Cole, you know, had eight targets last week. And I think that we saw that part of the Bills' identity coming out of the Tampa Bay game was to go back to utilizing Cole Beasley on third downs, to utilize him early to get four or five yards, to let him win the quick little intermediate route. And he's been doing that the past two games. So without him, I believe McKenzie's going to have a big role uh, in this next game coming up against New England next week. So it's been nice to see him. But overall, the offense did well. Singletary gets the game ball just because I like his effort. Uh, it wasn't necessarily great numbers or anything like that, but it was a surprise for me, uh, especially with a banged up O-line. But all in all, nice offensive performance this week. Defensively, I mean, I feel like this is pretty much what you say. I think I, if, I, if I recall, I want to say that I said this game would be 24 to 6. Um, so we gave up a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not overly disappointed with the, the way that the defense performed. I mean, they only gave up, a, what, Cam only had 156 passing yards, and they had nobody get over 100 rushing yards. I mean, we did give up 150-some rushing yards total, I believe it was. What they do? Yeah, 151 rushing. Um, but I. Again, I, I know when you when you see that number, it looks terrible, but his net passing was 124 yards on top of that. So overall, we gave up 275 yards of offense, 14 points. Uh, you know, we got a turnover, gave up two touchdowns. I, I mean, we possessed the ball less in this game, so our defense was out there more. They were dealing with the four-down territory pretty much all the time in this game due to the Carolina kicker being unavailable. Um, so the defense was out there doing extra plays, um, but realistically, they held them to 3.8 yards per play, or 3.9, excuse me. So again, a nice defense performance. And I got to say, the defensive line looks different. Uh, the scheme looks different. The approach looks different. It, it, to me, it was nice to see the extra bodies coming because it, I get it. We were going up against Tom Brady. He, he can probably figure out where you're going to come from either way. But when you are going up against Cam Newton, when you are going up against Mac Jones, when you are going up against quarterbacks that are just not that great, the sitting back in coverage, I, I get it. 
Um, we're really good at it, but bring some pressure. Bring that fifth guy here and there. Just bring the extra heat. Let Milano come rushing in. You know, let these guys come in and make hits on this quarterback and make them make quick decisions when they're not experienced. I mean, see if they can beat us. Though. So I thought the defense did a nice job in that regard. I mean, I will take 3.89 yards a play as long as we are putting up more on the other side of it, you know, at all times. But for me, that's very much like that's our defense and that's what they should be good at. And that's what they are good at. And we're seeing that out of them and they're performing at a high level continually. One person I do want to touch on, on this defense for sure. Uh, besides F.A. Obata, because I mean, obviously his two sacks coming out against his old team. I mean, you, you can't ask for better, better, anything better than that, really. I mean, that's like kind of like one of the coolest things possible for you to go back against your old team, get two sacks, also career high, um, you know, in a game. So very cool. But besides that, the guy I actually want to talk about is Levi Wallace, because yes, he's he hasn't had to face massive passing attacks or anything like that since it's come out. But he was up against DJ Moore most of the time in that game. And DJ Moore is a very good wide receiver. I mean, 11 targets came his way, you know, six receptions, 48 yards. Uh, Levi Wallace is playing good football. Um, he, he'll give up the play that he gives up occasionally, but Trey was doing that too. I mean, Trey's going to do it at a, a, you know, a lower level than what Levi does it at, but he does give up a play here and there too. So for me, Levi Wallace is playing great football right now, and he's kind of the key to this defense being successful still because we haven't really changed much. And good for him because he's coming up on a contract, and I know people have been wanting him out, and they want a new number two and this, that, and the other. But I, I think he's just solidifying himself as he's going to get another two- to three-year deal probably after this season, and it's rightfully so. He's a good NFL cornerback, which you need. Dane Jackson's performing well on the other side, which is showing we have a little bit of depth. Trey comes back next year, you know, healthy and ready to roll. That's great. But you also keep Levi around because of the possibility of his knowledge. You don't want to let that walk out the door. If Leslie Frazier's back and that's your scheme, that's what you're doing. The kid knows that he's been in it. You keep him around. So I got to say for me, Levi Wallace was having, uh, he's playing very nice since Trey's went down and he stepped up when he's needed to step up. He's made some big plays and, you know, he's given up some stuff here and there, but I'll take what he's doing all day because he's played very nice football. Uh, the back end, of course, job well done, of course, by, you know, Hyde employer again. Um, at this point, I think it's just like, they're so good at what they do that you don't expect anything else, but that from them. So, um, but very nice job for them again this week, defense all in all. Uh, you know, it brought some pressures, uh, did kind of give up that one big run again, which we've, we've been hurt by that, uh, you know, here in the past, but we have, we did give up a big one. Um, so we'll see, uh, what that's going to look like, uh, coming up with the big showdown in New England again. Uh, let's hit the third phase because, um, they didn't necessarily do anything crazy in this game, right? There was nothing necessarily that happened, but. The special teams, you know, Bass, he hit his field goal. He hit all of his extra points, no misses in that department. Uh, the punt man, Hackman, um, you know, he, he did his thing uh, when he was asked to do it a few times. You know, so I don't really think that what he had a punt with five times. His average was a little bit uh, lower in this game, but uh, that's also because we were down the field more. So he was not asked to punt the ball as far. Um, but 
anyways, uh, he, you know, he had a decent game, a return game. I, I did think that Stevenson found a little bit more of a groove in this game. It felt like where he felt more confident about just getting the ball and picking a spot and just going after it. Um, he did have that one kind of nice return uh, in the game, but nothing, you know, break away from the special teams. But all in all, like we've talked about in the past, the special teams group is more just about make sure that Bass hits the field goals when they count, make sure the punter gets it off quick enough. And if the return game can spark something and get us that, <clears throat> excuse me, get us that big one that we've been looking for, that's awesome. But besides that, just contribute, be positive yards, make no mistakes, no penalties. On the return game of portion of it, we pin teams very well, tackled very well on that. Just continue to be that. So special teams wise, uh, they did a very nice job as well. But you know what? I didn't even give out my game ball for the defense. Um, it's actually going to go to, I'm going to give it to Obata just because of the two sacks. But like I said, Wallace is right there in the back end. And I thought Jerry Hughes had a very good football game as well. Special teams, uh, I'm, it, it goes to the whole special teams unit. They all get the game ball this week because none of the thing great happened, nothing bad happened. They all performed decently. So that's going to cover all three phases. I mean, if you are not pumped for what's about to take place this weekend, I, I don't know what to say. Not only do you get Christmas on a Saturday, which is cool even though it would have been nice to get that extra day off of work, right? If it was during the week, but then the very next day you get a showdown with the folks that, you know, they, they had their chance to run away with this division after they beat us and they didn't. And now here's our opportunity to go into their building and rip their heart out and take the division back. And also that could lead us, you know, not only to get into play, then two more home games after that to close out the season. But that could then roll into a third home game because we've been on the division, so we get that home game. And then depending on how these other teams play out, because a lot of these teams have to play each other, we could be looking at a situation where we're getting two potential home games just for winning through. So super important game coming up this weekend. Make sure you guys are on the lookout for the preview show on Friday, and we'll be highlighting the charity again, of course, like we always do. Uh, you know, make sure that you guys are, in fact, heading over to buffalolowdown.com. That's buffalowdown.com for all things Bills. Uh, a lot of good articles and reading material over there. If you like uh, fantasy, if you like talking about just hearing about the Bills and kind of some, you know, key takeaways and things like that. You know, once again, make sure you guys are checking out everything that Fansided is up to. This is a Fansided podcast. And make sure you guys are checking out Meanup Media because they also support the show uh, weekly. And, of course, everything that you guys are looking for for the nerd, you can find over at thebuffalonerd.com. And, of course, go Bills. You just listen to the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out. You didn't have to go so all out for my birthday. Yes, we did. Because birthdays are about showing your friends how much you care for them and how grateful you are for them. This is Jamie from Progressive. No, this is a great time. Progressive protects you 24-7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry that happened. <clears throat> Jamie. Can you hold on one second? Uh, I gotta take this call. But remember, birthdays are about togetherness.
Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.